0: Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the pods, moving and storage studios. It's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Number one best-selling author, host of the Smart Money Happy Hour, co-host of Smart Money Happy Hour, Rachel Cruz, Ramsey Personality. My daughter is my co-host today. Open phones at triple eight eight two five five two two five triple eight. 825 5225 eight two five five two two five. Olivia starts off this hour in Columbia, South Carolina. Hi Olivia. Welcome to the Ramsey Show.
1: Hi, thank you so much for having me.
0: Sure. What's up?
1: So I get like a separate line item on my paycheck for six hundred dollars for a car allowance mm-hmm. every month. Mm-hmm. I have to have a car newer than five years. I've been pushing it to your i I'm on year seven and they're just now saying like you need a new car. Mm-hmm So I'm trying to decide if I should just like say, never mind, don't give it to me anymore because we've been throwing it at our debt because we're in baby step two. We're going to be done either in a month or December or should we sell my husband's truck because he has a work car that you can use for personal use. It's in his contract. It's totally fine. And then buy a new car with like the rest of that or I don't, I just don't know what to do.
0: Well, you don't have to buy a new car; just a newer car, correct?
1: Yeah, yeah, le- newer than five years to keep that, mm-hmm. or is it even worth it? I have a great twenty sixteen Honda Civic. Mm-hmm. Because if you keep the car, what ends up the the your employer you is, lo-
0: she loses six hundred bucks a month, right?
1: Yeah, that's it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. and the and the gas card, which would kind of suck because I um I use about three hundred dollars a month in gas for my job.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, so it's nine hundred bucks.
1: Yeah, if you think about it, yeah, because my gas is free for all my business use. I'll, I'll I fill it up personally though.
0: Okay, so that's what eleven thousand five hundred dollars a year. Yes. Um, and you're what would it cost you to move up in car three years so that you're one year inside of the you got a four year old car?
2: Oh, um,
1: fifteen
0: or twenty thousand. No. No. Have you even looked?
1: No, because I was just thinking I was just going to forego it. Um, no, I think you're going to do it. I, gonna it. Like I gonna, it. I think you're going to do it. I think you're going
0: to. I think you're. What were your husband's truck sell for?
1: Um, 30 on Kelly Blue Books. Oh, okay. And it's paid for.
0: Wow. Okay. Yeah,
1: we just have the student loan, the one student loan left.
0: And your student loan's how much?
1: 17, the last one.
0: And your household income's what?
1: Um, 140.
0: Wow, okay. You guys it's are doing great, Olivia. Mm-hmm.
1: You're doing thanks, great. we're like, and someone thanks, gave us your... Yeah. So 11,
0: um, well, I'm, I'm just doing math. $11,000 a year or not. Okay, so if we sell the truck and pay off the student loan and use the remaining money and sell your car and move up a little bit in car, we get an extra $11,000 a year. And mm-hmm. we're out of debt.
3: And he needs a car, though.
0: No, he's got a car. Yeah. He's got a company car he's allowed to drive. Yeah,
3: he oh,
1: can that's right. drive it out wherever he wants to.
0: Yeah. I'm it, doing that, Olivia. Yeah, that's my okay. plan. I'm gonna I'm start. I'm gonna dump his truck, k- take out the student loan, put the other thirteen with your car. You don't have to spend it all on a car, but um, but move up in car, mm-hmm. you know, a little bit enough to get back in this because they're basically saying we're gonna pay you eleven thousand dollars. So if you move up eleven thousand dollars in car, you broke even the first year on that.
1: Okay. I'm so I think
0: that. this is a keeper. It's mm-hmm. yeah, and that's not. And by the way, what they're what they are asking you to do is not unusual. Most car allowances do have a mileage and a year model uh, floor. they will not let you go below and they, they've let you get away with it for two years because yes. and the, and it's not because they're stupid, it's just because they and, and you know they've run some statistical analysis and if they're going to pay for your car, they don't want you in a, in a hoopty that's breaking down because you're supposed to get to work okay that's what that's what the purpose of that is it's not random so yeah it's it's not a bad gig and you're driving a lot
1: oh yeah i'm like working with right at two hundred thousand miles right now <laughs> yeah oh dang
0: yeah so whatever you, you don't want to move up too much in car because what you're a road warrior so whatever you drive you destroy its value with the mileage absolutely yeah so i'm going to move up to a three-year-old what are you you said you're driving a honda what a Civic. Yeah, move up to a three-year-old Civic. Whatever the difference is in that and yours, you should be able to pay that out of what's left over after paying off student loans from selling the truck. How
3: much can you sell yours for, Olivia? Um, when I did the Kelly Blue Books, it was like
1: thirty-five hundred bucks.
0: Yeah. Okay. Okay. And I think thirteen with thirty-five hundred will get you up to where I'm talking about.
1: Okay. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you. Well Thanks done, Olivia. Yeah, she's on it.
3: It hey. is. I, I had a girl on my. Uh, I did an Instagram live with the car mom. It's a girl. She's a young mom, and she's built this huge following because she goes in as a mom and goes and walks through all these cars. Right, like she gives you tours of cars and this whole thing. Uh, but the we car
0: so, mom is a car expert.
3: Yes, that's cool. Yeah, she grew up. Her dad owns a car dealership, so she okay. grew up around cars, that's and cool. so she's like kind of taking this on. And it's mm-hmm. and she's like got this great following and everything. So good, good for her. But we were talking about used cars, but she was still saying like with repos being high. Mm-hmm and because people taking out loans on new cars still the used car market is like it's still on fire she mm-hmm. was like it is still so difficult mm-hmm. and so just a, as a word out there for people if you know you have to replace your car in the next six months start searching now like start actually doing the research looking saving and all of it because
0: and don't get in a panic
3: yes don't yeah be prepared because it's still a t- i mean there's it's still it's pricey not, it's out not there. like it
0: was but it is it's no not, it's not like they were it's like not back to money. the car the market is not flooded with used cars either so. right exactly yeah yep, still interesting yeah very fun open phones at 888-825-5225 not traditionally not counting the uh the burp in the market after covid supply chain stuff okay when you when the Mississippi ran backwards and used cars went up in value, okay. I mean, this was a weird moment in history and an anomaly statistically. Okay, so not counting that, the new car market uh, has traditionally lost seventy to eighty percent of its value in the first four years, and so they go down in value like a rock. That's where Chevy got that, like a rock. Okay, and so. And I'm a Chevy guy, so it's okay. And Ford's no better. It's found on the road depreciated. So there you go. And uh, they all, if it has wheels, it has a motor, has a battery, it's going down in value. Now, what we're saying is there was a period of time where it actually went up for a short period of time. Prices went up. Everything went backwards in COVID for a minute there. Remember that? And then now we're back to more normal, but it hadn't cooled completely off is what you're saying.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And I was looking at some stuff even online. Um. Just after we talked And I was like Oh yeah Like I mean You can find stuff But it's really difficult But also The encouraging thing Is cars today She was like Cars that have 200,000 miles They're not breaking down Those no. are good quality cars yeah, So that's the- another good thing Is that They last you So much longer Than they used to
0: Yeah They don't build them Like they used to Thank God <laughs> Good <laughs> Thank God That's right <laughs> Yeah These actually have Disc brakes and stuff You know I mean Good <laughs> gosh Wow, I got a 1960 Corvette. You can't stop that thing in a 10 acre field. I mean, you just kind of have to let it coast to a stop. It's unbelievable. Cute, very nice to drive around a little antique, but uh, whoa. the new one is a lot better. This is The Ramsey Show.
3: Hey guys, it's Rachel Cruz here to tell you about a faith based alternative to health insurance that can make health care more affordable. Christian Healthcare Ministries. CHM allows members to share each other's healthcare costs, and it's as easy as one, two, three. Step one, choose the healthcare provider you want. Step two, submit your eligible bills. And step three, get reimbursed. CHM members take care of your eligible medical bills. With no network and the freedom to choose your healthcare provider, CHM is the best option for Christians who want to take care of their families and help other believers. Find out more at chministries.org slash budget. That's chministries.org slash budget.
0: Rachel Cruz, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. Chris is in Charlotte, North Carolina. Hi, Chris. Welcome to the Ramsey Show.
4: Hi, thanks for taking my call.
0: Sure. What's up? Um, I'll get get right to it. Um,
4: Me and my wife recently started a side business. We both work full time uh, and kind of looking to pay off a ton of consumer debt and realize you can only save so much. So we, we started this side business dog sitting uh, with the intentions of paying off the consumer debt and uh, spoke with my accountant last year. um, And he suggested putting my two children kind of on payroll, right. And, and paying them to benefit, um, you know, investing into their Roth IRA and maxing out for them because he suggested that, um, you know, they don't pay taxes on that. Um, so that now kind of threw me for a loop and I think that's what we're going to plan on doing for this year. And, and my question is we are pretty late to the game with investing for ourselves, right? And it kind of i wonder if it's foolish to do that for them. I, I just recently learned the power of comp- compounding interest. So that's the reason why I'm doing this. You know, mm-hmm. there are three and five. Um, it just seems like a unique opportunity because we don't plan on doing this forever, yeah. um, really just to pay off the consumer debt. And we're not really struggling we have a plan you know to pay off the consumer debt and if it takes a little bit longer because we're paying our our children investing in a Roth IRA it's okay okay, uh, Chris I'm an
0: IRS auditor and I'm sitting in front of you and you paid your three-year-old to do work I'm not believing that the three-year-old did any work and I'm going to undo everything you did in the audit you're going to lose your accountant is a moron. You have to be able to to be be working. If the child is actually working, you can pay them the market value for their work, but you can't make a case that a three-year-old is actually working. Be struggling to say a five-year-old, it happens to be walking dogs so we can do this. Now, an exception would be like I did have a client one time who had a baby who appeared in multiple diaper commercials and made serious bank? The baby was actually working, and so yeah, we put that into an IRA for sure because of the power of compound interest. But what you you have to be able to make the case that they were paid, you know, like Rachel, for instance, at fourteen years old would go and do a three-minute talk on the stage of why it's tough to be Dave Ramsey's was daughter. Like
3: eight minutes what it was like eight minutes. eight
0: minutes okay <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry sorry we
3: would work the events though anyway, After yeah, that, it was not go.
0: eight hours it was a few minutes okay and and then she would go work the book tables and i would pay her a percentage of what the kids books sold at the book tables back then and she's a teenager and and it was a it was a healthy percentage but i didn't pay her a hundred thousand dollars a year you couldn't yeah. justify that to an auditor you follow me so i mean I think yeah she, the- you know, so, so the, 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 you you can't do that.
4: The dog sitting, I mean, it, it really is. It's not, you know, feed the dogs, watch the dogs play with Honey, the dogs. Honey, three of dogs year olds are this. not allowed to yeah. work.
0: Okay. I mean, really, think. Just use some common sense. Okay. Yeah, yeah. What 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 would you actually, if you ran a business, would you actually hire the neighborhood three year old to go? <laughs> over? No, you wouldn't. Yeah, i point. might hire the neighborhood eight-year-old to help me and there's a market value to that doing dog sitting okay and you can actually make it a common sense case yeah, for that yeah but the three-year-old still barely potty trained oh my god and now we're trying to potty train dogs no 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 this doesn't work so you know the so your accountant is willing to set you up for losing an audit which is why i'm saying i don't think you need this accountant and chris and
3: here's the deal too even if you wait until they're 8 10 12 14 years old to start this process they're gonna be fine like they're gonna be fine you don't have to start at three you know so you can do this in a morally legal way eventually that's that's great what
0: he, he's saying that he's going to not de, do the dog sitting thing after he gets out of debt. So it's, it's not the opportunity's not going to be there. No, anymore.
3: I'm just saying in general, though. In, like, general. in yeah. general, in general, they yeah. can go and like y'all yeah. could start something or you know whatever life looks like when they're ac- when they actually are able to contribute and it's not like you're kind of you know.
0: And you don't need to be behind on your investing. When I did this yeah. for our three kids, you have to file a tax return on the kid, and there is some taxes due. Okay, there's no income tax due, but they're going to get hit with FICA and uh, self-employed income. And so each one of them, I filed a tax return. I looked at their actual income. I had to make sure it was market value or slightly above market value for the duty that they were performing. And I filed a tax return. I paid the taxes. They kept the money that they earned. And I put the equivalent amount into a Roth IRA on their behalf. All of them were teenagers by the time we were doing that. Yeah. And, um, uh, or thereabouts i mean daniel might have been 12 i mean or something but but uh i mean they were you you had a justifiable case and we were at baby step seven and my investments were okay i didn't do this kind of stuff you know and then my and then i'm going to retire broke but my kid has a 16 year old has an ira no right right
3: yeah it's a balance and again chris i think The urgency that you're feeling is, I mean, he just said, he was like, I just learned about compound interest. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So there is an urgency. And I think, you know, again, the heart behind it's incredible. Absolutely. And to be able to set our kids up really well, and there's time to do that, is what I would say. Mm -hmm. So don't let this urgency Mm -hmm. of this new information make you make bad decisions and lead you into something that's just not wise. How often do they audit?
0: Well, I mean, if the, the thing is, you, the point is not, are you going to get... Beat no, up?
3: no, I know, I know. There's like a moral thing here, but but when you said that, I was like, man, I wonder how often, like...
0: Well, you just you have to be able to defend everything you do in an audit or you shouldn't be doing it.
3: Yes, totally, okay, So totally. that's not
0: only it's not only proper tax process, but it's also the moral and ethical thing to do. Totally, okay, yes, so, yes, for sure. Um, like, we've just finished this unbelievable two-and-a-half-year audit, just similar to an anal exam at Ramsey. And so... Uh, but we have paid every stinking dime that we've ever owed. And so we've not lost a single category, not a single category. And they've turned over everything in this building, um, you know, and, and uh, you know, so, but, but we're fanatics about paying the yes. exact being, amount. Yes. Every being bit honest. Of, yep. Every bit of cash we collect is taxable income. We don't have any side gigs going. It's very traceable. And it has nothing to do with I like taxes or I think taxes are wonderful or it's my way of being generous. It's not. Taxes are extortion. They're theft by your government. They're horrible. I hate them. I hate the IRS. But it has nothing to do with that. It has to do with my integrity.
3: Mm
0: -hmm. It it doesn't say anything about them when I cheat on my taxes. It says something about me. And so, Chris, that's not aiming at you, but that's just a further soapbox on this whole thing. So good motivation, bad information, good thoughts, bad timing. So later on when you're at baby step seven and you've got and your retirement's underway and you can do justifiable market value labor for your kid. Like if your kid is 16 in a few years and they're doing it, they got this wonderful dog sitting business that they spring up because mom and dad used to do it and they go make a bunch of money, you could do what I did with our kids, and it'd be perfectly fine, no issues there at all. Uh, And you'd be teaching them entrepreneurism in their teens, which is a great idea. So that's the kind of thing you're looking for. Bad timing, though. You can't, unless the three-year-old's in a diaper commercial, three-year-olds don't have a market pull-up commercial. Pull-ups, okay. At three. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully, Hopefully. yeah, that's good.
3: (laughs) We're in the middle of that. We have a -a three-and-a-half-year-old. I thought, oh, you don't want uh, you don't want Charles (laughs) watching your dog. (laughs) (laughs) Now Amelia, the eight-year-old.
0: Oh yeah, she would be. Pretty. pretty, She knows how to take care of Jim better than I do. I mean, she's pretty much game on. Yeah. yeah, Phenomenal. But not
3: the three-year-old. No. Mm Well,
0: they're. Yeah. I'm not going to say it. Okay, they're just they're fine. They're fine. Ah! That's what we're going to say. What were you going to say? No, I was just I would say it about all of them, not just not just that one.
3: Dave likes babies. Papa Dave wants babies. babies. Once they hit like 2, when
0: they're doing the pull-ups, it's just Papa that's somebody is like, I'm, else's job. "I'm good." That's completely somebody. Until else's you can job. ski.
3: I don't, this, yeah, and, and I old don't mean, I ski, they're old enough to ski.
0: There's a transition period there. <laughs> this is the Ramsey Show. Rachel Cruz, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. Hey, guys, we get people that tune into this show every day. You can even answer the questions faster than we can. They're uh, fairly, fairly predictable answers. But yeah, I mean, you can. And, 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 then, and, and you're still stressed out about money. Your money's still not working. How is that? Well, because knowing what to do is way different than actually doing it. I know not to eat a box of chocolate donuts. It's important, though, that I don't do it. Otherwise, I get larger and larger versions of Dave. And the proven way to change your behavior with money is the same thing. It's you have to get plugged into a program. Financial Peace University has helped over 10 million people get out of debt, become wealthy, and change their family trees. The class is the difference between trying to get in shape by yourself or reading a book on fitness versus actually – going for a walk, and backing off from the donuts. Hey, that's why this class has worked for millions. After nine weeks, you'll never handle money the same way again, and you'll make progress faster than ever. Don't just listen to this stuff, this show. Do it. Join a Financial Peace University class at RamseySolutions.com slash FPU. com slash Financial Peace University, FPU. You, Ryan's in Tampa. Hey, Ryan, welcome to the Ramsey Show.
5: Hi, Dave and Rachel. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. What's up? So my question is, <clears throat> should I sell my house? Should my wife and I sell our house to pay off our debt? Um, and wow. a little bit of backstory is, um, <clears throat> we have we're a family of five, and we're currently living in a two one. And a two one is that what you said? 000. Two
3: bedroom, one bath.
5: Yes, we're in okay. a two one. Um, so, and we have eighty three thousand dollars worth of debt, hundred and thirty thousand dollars in equity. Um, so, our thought process is: if we sell our house, we need we need a bigger house. We've got three kids. So, um, and our thought process is: if we sell our house, we can pay off the debt, have enough money for our emergency fund because we're currently in baby step two. And then rent for a couple years, and just do baby step three b
0: How long have you been married
5: uh eight eight years
0: How long have you been in this house? Three years How long have you been working this plan? this Ramsey stuff this Ramsey
5: stuff I've been dave ish for well, we've been <laughs> we've been Dave-ish for a couple years
0: the, no when did you start actually getting so serious that you're willing to sell your house?
5: Oh, uh, a couple of weeks ago.
0: Okay.
3: How much do you guys make a year, Ryan? Uh,
5: eighty
3: thousand. Eighty thousand. Okay. Um.
0: Okay. Here, here, here.
3: I, I'm I'm nervous that the reason you want to sell the house is more because you don't like the house, not necessarily to change the behavior to get out of debt. Yeah. So, like, this would be like a well, silver bullet that would just like fix it all. But what I would be worried about Ryan is like have you guys fixed your behavior like have you have you guys created
0: you, you don't have and a, felt
3: the sacrifice of new habits mm-hmm. and you
0: don't have that change that course you don't have the track record of new habits that's the danger and if if you wave this magic wand and your debt is gone and you don't change your beha- your habits and you stay ish because two whole weeks you've been engaged I mean come on really I mean if, if you if that the danger is is you go back to ish and then you're gonna be a renter. That's broke. Right. So, yes, I would do your plan. But, you know, you and your wife are going to have to put the kids to bed and take each other's hands and look at the other one deeply in the eyes and say, if we don't follow this plan exactly, I'm going to kill you. I mean, really, I mean, we have to do this. It has to get, like, down in your soul, like, ah, because if you if you don't, this is a really bad idea. Because you're gonna get stuck right. in renter land. Right. Yeah, and we don't want that. No, we don't want that. Uh, so mathematically, you do get a better place. I did what you're doing, Sharon, and I did it when uh, Rachel was a kid. We different reasons. We sold a home in uh, up in Nashville. The school system sucked. And we were driving 45 minutes one way twice a day. So several hours on the road to put kids in private schools, several thousand dollars a year per kid. And I'm like, God, this is nuts. I can sell this, move to a different county where the public schools are excellent, rent, clear up everything. And I don't have the drive and I don't have the private school bill. And so that's what we did. But it was part of and so everything worked good, but it's also part of a change. We lived we rented this crappy rental for two years. My wife will still tell you stories about how bad she Kitchen. hated that house. Uh, and then we were able to buy a house. But it was it was part of a plan. It wasn't a trapdoor escape mechanism, and then I didn't deal with the deal with. Right. So you you, you <laughs> gotta promise you. Your wife's got to promise you, your wife's got to promise her, you got to promise her that that we're going to lean in and stop the foolishness if you go through with this. I like your plan other than that. So Rachel's right. Okay. So if I give you Financial Peace University to get you guys going, will you promise me both of you watch every stinking lesson, every minute of every lesson, and you have a conversation with the coordinator and with the class and you join the group in Financial Peace? If you promise me you'll do all that, I'll give it to you free. Yes, I do. Absolutely. Okay. And you and your wife. Yeah. Now, Because if you'll get in that group, you'll join this group of people that give you positive peer pressure, to not do stupid or ish anymore. And that's that's what I'm afraid for you because you don't have a track record. If you told me you've been doing this six or eight months and you'd already paid off thirty thousand dollars worth of debt, making eighty, and you right. guys were on a tight budget and you and your wife were close knit and unified and we were getting after it, it'd make this call instant
3: yep. to yep. go do
0: what you're talking about yep. then.
3: And that's always the danger with, you know, we even get people that get an inheritance or they, you know, some type of large amount of money comes into their possession. And they're able, which is a blessing, to be able to knock, you know, the dead out. But again, Ryan, like you, buckling down and, and really promising, and you guys are in a hard season with three little kids, and you know, it's a lot, and so you can't allow the stress of life, the exhaustion that you guys feel, to get you back in habit in habits that got you here in the first place. So, truly staying the course is what is going to be it, what's going to be huge, and and it's exciting, right? And on the flip side, it's like. If that part is true, then you guys are going to be really far ahead in these steps, and you yeah, guys are going to you're you're going to feel a lot of freedom, which is which is that, really great. And,
0: and rent the cheapest thing you can rent that is a bigger, nicer house. It's not a two one with five people. Okay, but don't go rent the Taj Mahal because every dollar you spend on rent is going to slow down your savings for a purchase later. So the house we rented, I just explained to you. My wife was not happy with it. It was not glamorous. It was the only thing it did is meet the goal of getting our other house sold and getting in the correct county where the kids could be in school system. And uh, so that, that you know, and we didn't have the private school bill and we didn't have the drive anymore. So we got quality of life. We got money back and, and, and you know, our, our rent was not that high um, even back in the day. But yeah, uh, <laughs> well, back then, you know, when dinosaurs rammed the earth, you could get cheap rent. But yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a thing. It's a process that you're, you're resetting your mind in this thing. And it's just very important that you do this right. So, you know, getting, getting the habit patterns that are, it, 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 you know, I made a comment about donuts earlier and it's exactly true though on that, the, the correlation with fitness is, I mean, fitness is not a one-time event. Yep. It's a daily event. Um, of, of nutrition and caloric intake and calorie burned with exercise. You and know?
3: choices that you make. And choices. With yeah. everything,
0: Controlling yeah. the person in your mirror. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's incremental. People who are vastly successful at their marriage didn't send flowers one time to their wife. They every day, every week, do something in their marriage. It's not a singular event. You can't go be a jerk for... F- forever, and then go on one cruise, and she's happy. That's not how this works. This is The Ramsey Show. Rachel Cruz, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us, America. If you want to know more about what's going on around here, get started. Click the Get Started button at RamseySolutions.com. It's a free little journey, and we'll help you uh, get lined up and Figure out what your next steps are. Ruby's in Louisiana. Hi, Ruby. Welcome to the Ramsey Show.
2: Hey, Dave. Um, So my husband and I, we've been together for about a decade now. I'm 25 years old, so we were high school sweethearts. Um, I had kind of a rough childhood. I moved out whenever I was 16 years old, and a lot of the time I was financially responsible for myself from then. Um, so the beginning of our relationship, um, I, you know, I worked three jobs and he was in school and, um, a lot of the financial responsibility fell on to me. And I kind of had that control at 18 years old. Um, I bought us a house, um, you know, I, I bought and paid off a car that, you know, he drove back and forth to work, just different things like that. I've always kind of been, um Primarily the one who was responsible for the finances how and, long have you been you know, married we've been married five years okay okay yes um, with that being said, fast forward to now um, we We started having kids three years ago, my daughter's three, and after we had children, um, I started staying home with the kids and so of course he started working and he makes great money now and um you know he pays all of the bills and he supports us financially and i've just been I, i was struggling with mental health issues and so it was hard for me to keep that control over the finances so i kind of just relinquished that to him for the most part and since then don't get me wrong we're still financially very responsible Um, We have a truck note and a mortgage. That's the only debt we have. We've never had a credit card ever. We have no other debt ever other than a vehicle and our mortgage. Um, But between, you know, after having kids and now, I kind of just wasn't focused on the finances. I was focused on my children And in that meantime, we kind of took a lot from savings, not just him, me as well. You know, he was making such good money that we'd never made before. And Mm -hmm. we really just kind of indulged.
0: Right. How can we we best help you today, Ruby?
2: Well, I guess what my question is now that my kids are, you know, kind of getting older and I've been trying to get us back on board financially, trying to save money. Um, I actually read your book when I was. 18, 19 years old. And that, you know, is what I was always doing kind of going with those plans and trying to get us, you know, financially debt-free. And I've, it's just been a struggle between him and I, I think the dynamics are different. Um, -hmm. and I don't want to emasculate him because, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm finding it difficult. I don't want to be controlling. Like we, I I want a partnership Mm -hmm. and, um, it's just very hard to find a common ground now. Yeah. Um, he yeah. works in a field where, in the oil field, where there's a lot
3: gotcha. of money.
0: Okay. He, he, so, he, Ruby, I would yeah. s-
3: I would say a lot mm-hmm. of what I'm hearing from you is there's a lot of motivation out of this that is pretty fear-based. You don't want to go back to how you grew up and you're thinking, oh, my gosh, you know, what do I need to do to protect myself? And making yeah, sure absolutely. that I'm okay because I don't want to go back there um and in the meantime it's kind of like you guys have just been existing. You guys don't have goals together, you don't have dreams of where you want to be as a family together. You guys probably don't do, I mean I'm assuming, a monthly budget and sit down every month and look at the line items and say, "Hey, here is exactly what we're going to spend our money." It just seems like you guys are existing and again, you have you had a baby, like, "Oh, I get it." But also, there's just a better way. To do it and I think that's why you're calling right. is because you're like what how do we do this so I think that one of the most important things is that you guys have to see each other as a team and if you can't right. do that mm-hmm. then you guys need to ask the question why is it because he doesn't want to he's cautious towards you because maybe you're controlling or maybe you're cautious towards him because I've, you feel like he's irresponsible like I don't know what the fears or the concerns or like- the caution would be but if there are those say those out loud talk about those. But you guys need to sit down. And this is more of the tactical side, Ruby. But you guys need to sit down and say, hey, here is what we need to do month to month. Here is our budget. Together, regardless of gender, husband or wife, together, we sit down. We both have a voice and say, hey, here is where the money's going to go. And then I want you guys to sit down, Ruby, and say, hey, in the next five years, What are our goals? Like, what do we want? Do we want this car paid off? If so, then let's start attacking that. And like, let's put extra money from the budget to do that. Do we want to take a trip in two years? And we want to start saving towards that. Do we, you know, like start actually dreaming and living life together. It sounds like it's been so separate for so long. And even the tactical side, Ruby, sitting down and doing that is going to expose a lot of what's going on with you guys in marriage In the good and the bad. And I think that it just ends up becoming a much deeper conversation when you start with something tactical, even like a monthly budget. So if you hold on the line, Ruby, Austin's going to pick up because I want to give you guys not only Financial Peace University and you guys together go through this. So you guys are on the same page but also every dollar plus, and this is our budgeting app, and it's phenomenal. My husband and I, literally this morning, were had ours opened on each of our phones, and we were talking through some stuff. So, like, it, it is the most practical thing you can do with your money, and especially if you're married, you share an account, and you guys together walk through this. But, but Ruby, I would really. Um, I, I would I would really search yourself in yeah. a sense to, to figure out okay what is going on in me that's wanting this control where is this fear coming from because um, yeah, a lot Austin, of this is your motivation
0: Austin give him a copy of Rachel's latest number one to know yourself know your money It talks about how you came up and how you grew up and the parents and and how that affects handling money so yeah Ru- Rachel Ru- Ruby Rachel hit it exactly on the head you were doing all the right things in the early days with money, but you were doing them white knuckling, gritting your teeth, holding your breath because of fear and because you didn't want to go back. And that's from where you came from. That's perfectly valid. But what you're figuring out is, is that there's no peace in that. There is a peace in doing the exact same things you used to do with your husband, both of you talking about it and being in agreement and leaning it towards the future. And you're doing it out of a motivation of winning rather than a fear of losing and and, um and and that there's a there's a richness to that of soul versus i'm just never going back there again. i mean because you you could you could become worth 10 million dollars and not deal with the stuff you're talking about and the only reason you became worth 10 million dollars was just so you didn't go back to your childhood not a good motivation I mean, it, not a good. Not that's not you, you. want more peace than that out of this process, and so sorry for what you've been through, and I'm glad that you took away good things from it. You grew up early, you grew up quick, uh, and you were able at 18 to do stuff I can't get 58 year olds to do. So because you were ahead of, ahead of the game, but now, let's not do it from a white knuckle anymore. Let, let, let's do it from some peace and some future goals, like Rachel's talking about there. And um, that's what's setting all of this up. And and where you're coming from, any little thing he does that might look like fun or even slightly irresponsible is magnified 5,000 times beyond what it actually is with the lens you're looking at it with. And that's and, and you know that intellectually. That's why you called and the words you're using tell us you recognize that, that you're doing that. But it's okay to just say, hey, the reason I do that is, God, man, I was I – was, I mean, I had left home at 16. Hello, yep. you know, I had to buy food.
3: And you're not going to demasculate him, no. by speaking the truth and being involved either. No. So no. step into that, no. and be confident in what in what you're thinking and feeling and all of it. And you guys together see yourselves like locked arms and out there is the money issues, right? They're, it's not in between you guys. You're you're not each other's enemy. The money issues are the enemy. So let's attack that instead of each other.
0: I think you're pretty cool, Ruby. I think you're going to win. This is The Ramsey Show.
3: Hey, it's Rachel Cruz. If you like what you heard in this episode and want to know more about getting started on the Ramsey baby steps, go to RamseySolutions.com and click the Get Started button. We'll help you figure out the best next step for you based on your specific
1: situation. That's RamseySolutions.com and click Get Started.